The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders, taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello and welcome to episode 258. I hope that you're doing very well today. If you are struggling with OCD or anxiety, you can get a free session with me. To get that, you can head over to my website at robertjamescoaching.com and there you can book yourself uh, that free session directly. Um, Or if you prefer, you can send me a message and let me know about uh, what you're struggling with. In today's podcast, um, I'm going to be talking about some of the most common negative beliefs that get in the way when we're trying to get over OCD and trying to learn how to manage it better. Um, You know, these are things that if we're not careful, they can really uh, derail um, our our attempts to to really start living uh, more positively and um, you know more more kind of free from from the limitations of OCD and so it's so important that we we kind of get our mindset right so I'll be exploring that today um, as always if you uh, find the po- find the podcast helpful it would be great if you could uh, head over to Instagram and follow and like there my Instagram handle is at Robert James Coaching UK and if you could also subscribe on your podcast app of choice whether that's uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts uh, that would be amazing if you wanted to leave us a review there as well that would also be fantastic so many thanks guys that is it Uh, I really hope that you enjoy and many thanks I wanted to start today with a quote from uh, Bruce Lipton, who is uh, somebody who uh, uh, researches epigenetics. Um, And it's a really kind of interesting quote. Uh, Perception is awareness shaped by belief. Beliefs control perception. Rewrite beliefs and you rewrite perception. Rewrite perception and you rewrite genes and behavior. I am free to change how I respond to the world. So as I change the way I see the world, I change my genetic expression. We are not victims of our genes. We are masters of our genetics. Now, I think this is an incredibly important message when it comes to OCD, because unfortunately, um, one of the uh, limiting beliefs that that many people have, and certainly I had for, for a long time, is you know that that our biology is uh, faulty that there is something so overwhelmingly massively wrong with us um you know that we're never going to be able to be uh, happy that we're always going to be struggling uh, with OCD and and that no matter what we do no matter what approach we take to to managing it no matter who we work with um you know it's always going to be incredibly difficult. Um, and, 
you know, this is this is a one of the kind of main uh, limiting beliefs that that people have. Of course, it absolutely isn't true. Um, the problem is, though, when it comes to things like this, is you know there is some truth perhaps to it, um, as in you know some people do have biology, um, you know, but which does make them more prone to experiencing anxiety. Um, that that does seem to be true. However, that is not the the whole extent of the story, not at all. Um, you know, and as Bruce Lipton points out here. Uh, you know, through epigenetics, we're now learning that, you know, through the ways uh, in which we uh, experience the world and, and the thoughts that we have, we are able to to actually turn on uh, specific gene, uh, genes or, or turn off specific genes. Um, and that's an incredibly positive message, very much uh, in line also, I think, with neuroplasticity. Um, not so long ago, we had Dr. Anna Maria on the podcast talking about neuroplasticity and, and how actually that gives us the hope that no matter how long you've been struggling with OCD, um, you know, you can learn new habits and you can change your brain, uh, you know, to actually respond to, to the thoughts in a different way. Well, actually, you know, Bruce Lipton is kind of talking about something similar. You can actually, through your beliefs, um, you know, change the way that your your uh, genes express themselves, um, and and this is so important because if you have that belief that you are broken, that you know that it doesn't matter what you do, um, you know it's 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 always going to be bad. It's always going to be difficult, uh, and you know maybe other people can do it, um, but not you because really yours is just too bad. Um, you know, this is something that for me, for many years, um, you know, this really held me back. I really believed that there was something terribly, terribly wrong deep down in the deepest part of my brain. And no matter what I did, you know, I was always going to be stuck, uh, particularly with the sensory motor things, because nothing seemed to touch uh those particular themes in relation to OCD and so it was so so hard um, but you know over the years I, I, I read a lot and came across a lot of helpful information about neuroplasticity about epigenetics and you know it really encouraged me to change my opinion on 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 these things and you know so this isn't just wishful thinking um, you know, this is actually fact, you know, there's a lot of research that shows that you're not stuck, you know, with with the uh, biology that you have, well, you are, <coughs> your brain is your brain. However, fortunately, we can change it. And, you know, that's a very, very important and positive message. And it's something that you want to remind yourself of on a daily basis that no matter how stuck you might be now, if you take small action each day, you can really change your situation. Um, something else that people often get stuck on is worrying that um, the particular um, uh, ch uh, choice of, um, of treatment or uh, the approach that they might be taking to try to manage their, their OCD is not the right one for them or that they're doing it incorrectly and so therefore you know it's never going to work 
Uh, you know, and this again is a really tricky uh, and and kind of slippery slope that unfortunately leads you into uh, an oozy blamange of uh, of stuckness where you can't you can't get out because you're you're worrying about the very method that you're trying to choose to get yourself out of that that uh, that slimy blamange and you're just stuck there. You're trying your very best to to climb out, but because you're really believing that the the method that that you're using, whether that's exposure work or acceptance commitment therapy, or you know, supported by things like self compassion and the Wim Hof method, you know, if you believe that you're doing those incorrectly, or you have a deep seated belief that it doesn't matter, these things aren't going to work for you, then of course they're not going to. Um, you've got to do your best to just suspend that judgment, to recognize that this is a negative belief that you're holding and to just try to do, um, you know, the things that you need to do or that you've decided to do with your therapist or coach or whoever you're working with and just try to commit to those things despite your doubts. Acknowledge those doubts as just being another part of the OCD, another obsession that you've developed and to try your very best to let go of them. Um, something else that people tend to to struggle with, another kind of negative belief, is is thinking that you know that we don't have a choice um, when it comes to the obsessions. Um, and again, this is something I struggled with myself. I kind of felt like um, when I was ruminating that I didn't have a choice. That that if I didn't ruminate, you know, something awful was going to happen. And, you know, therefore, I really had to do it. And, you know, this is a really negative place to, to kind of get stuck in. Um, you know, the, the honest truth is that at any point, we can actually walk away from an obsession, no matter how long you might have been obsessing about it, uh, no matter how much anxiety that it might be giving you. The positive news is that you can walk away from it at any point. And really, it does come down to to choice. And I know uh, that can, in in some way, that can sound a bit condescending. Um, certainly for me, when people said that to me in the past, I kind of felt felt a little bit annoyed when people said stuff like that. Because, you know, if you're, um, you know, kind of if you've removed yourself from a situation where you're with people and gone somewhere quiet, so you can sit down and just try to get some peace from these incessant thoughts that you're having you know the idea that you can just stop and walk away can seem ridiculous but in my experience um you know with practice that is actually how it is although of course it does take practice you know really kind of walking away from uh, an obsession when you're halfway through thinking about it and just giving up on it and just saying well I'm not going to figure it out I don't need to figure it out well actually that's a kind of exposure um you know you're saying I'm just going to allow myself allow myself to feel the anxiety I don't have to figure it out and I'm going to walk away when you do that you might get a little surge of anxiety but if you can actually stay with that feeling um, you know, don't give in uh, to it and try your very best, um, you know, to just stay there and not engage anymore with the thinking or any other uh, compulsions that you might perform. 
what will eventually happen is that anxiety will come down uh, and you know you'll feel really good about yourself because obviously you didn't perform the compulsion um, and you've demonstrated to yourself that you know you do have choice you do uh, have the ability to uh, to be the captain of your ship and unfortunately OCD loves to take that power away from us it, OCD really wants us to feel powerless and you know a big part of my coaching is really trying to to get you to realize that you have so much more power uh, over over these things than than you perhaps realize um, another one is you know having this belief um, you know that it's your fault um, that 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 you have OCD that it's to do with your own weakness uh, somehow or you know because you're uh, lacking in some kind of way um, now this is a really pernicious a really kind of nasty um, negative belief because obviously it's really getting uh, at, at, at the the kind of lack of lack of self-compassion that that people with OCD experience and it's just trying to chip away at any remaining self-compassion that you that you might have by just beating beating yourself up for you know for the uh, difficulties that you're experiencing you know and rather than kind of um you know looking at those difficulties and thinking well you know this is maybe because of uh, experiences i've had in my life and difficult things and you know uh, trauma perhaps that i've experienced or you know other other reasons for why you might be experiencing OCD we tend to just look at it from a very negative standpoint and you know and just say well this is just uh this is just me it's because I'm not good enough and other people don't struggle with this um you know and we can very easily kind of uh get lost in in this kind of thinking so it's really important to kind of shine a light on that. And often I say to people, if you can, start to to write down, um, you know, the things that the inner critic, because this is very much related to the inner critic, try to write down the things that the inner critic tells you each day. Um, you know, and actually try to, to think of the inner critic as just one part of your personality. It is not um, objective. It is very, very subjective. It sees things from one from one side. It does not see the positive. Um, try to write down um, these uh, these negative things that you tell yourself on a habitual basis. And by doing that, what you can do is you start to bring more consciousness to to this negative voice. If you don't do that, what tends to happen is, you know, this this negative voice, as you probably experienced um, a lot yourself, as I have, is that the negative voice will just, you know, it will run amok, it will take over, and unfortunately, we tend to to listen to it almost like we're tuned into a very negative radio station. And really, what you want to do is is bring more awareness to that, but then kind of take that that radio. And put it in a room, um, you know, maybe uh, next door to your room and just close the door. You might still be able to hear the radio, but now maybe it's a little bit quieter and you're not going to pay attention to it as much. Um, that kind of approach can be can be really helpful with uh, that, that kind of thing. 
Now, the, the final negative belief is believing that you just have to figure things out uh, before you're able to move on. Now, if you get stuck in, in this kind of thinking, then, you know, you're going to be forever performing compulsions because, as you are probably well aware, um, you know, just just resolving that one thing is never quite enough. You might resolve that one thing, but as soon as you do, it's very likely that something else is going to pop up from nowhere to replace it. And so, you know, if you're holding on to um, trying to arrive at that place where you feel just right because you've just kind of solved that one thing and, and now you can get on with your day, try to recognize that, you know, that that is actually just another part of the OCD that's holding you back. So, you know, if you have that belief that figuring this out and actually using your mind to problem solve your way out of OCD, um, if you believe that that is actually going to solve this in the end, uh, unfortunately, I think you're going to keep running into problems. Uh, and it doesn't matter, you know, how smart you are, how how high your IQ might be. You cannot figure this out. It's actually a problem uh, that is that is based in emotion. And, you know, learning to feel uh, what you're feeling is the way to to kind of break the negative cycle of, of anxiety and obsessing, compulsing, rather than, you know, actually trying to come up with the perfect solution. Uh, that is only going to lead to uh, more compulsing in, in in the future, in the near future and the long term as well. So definitely something else to, to watch out for. So there we go, guys. I really hope that you found that helpful as always. If you have any questions at all, if you uh, want to, to ask me anything, please do feel free to get in touch. And uh, many thanks. Just a quick reminder that if you want to get a free session, all you need to do to get that is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. And there you can leave me a message and we can arrange the uh, free session. And now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer. Any information that you view on my website, Instagram page, Facebook group, or anywhere else online, or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist or any other medical or mental health professional.